Forte, and for four years of my life, I was part of a cult. The organization looked nice and sweet on the outside, but it did a lot of damage to many people on the inside. After sharing my experiences with others, they helped me come to terms with the fact that we were in a cult, and now I speak out about that trauma while giving others a chance to do the same. Welcome to my podcast series, I Was in a Cult. Welcome back to I Was In A Cold. It's your boy Forte, and this is the second half of Holly's interview. We pretty much got to the end of the interview on the first half of it, but we just kept talking, and it just got better and better and better. And you know how that is. You don't want to cap something off when it's amazing. You just want to run with it as much as you possibly can. And that's what we did. So... um Thank you for listening so far and just being plugged in. Holly is an amazing person, very strong person, very proud of her for sharing her story and just honored that she would allow us to hear it. And uh, you won't be disappointed. Hopefully you're encouraged as well. So we'll get back into the interview, the second half of it, right after this. Okay. I, I froze. Well, you froze. I'm like, oh man, she froze. And it was, it was really cool what you were saying. <laughs> Then I started talking and then my internet cut out. So I'm like, I think that's what it was. It wasn't you freezing. It was my internet just kind of. All good. Uh, I was like, I'll just, doing... I'll just hang tight here. I totally understand the technology woes. Uh, yeah. I, I appreciate it because I'm just like, there's no way in hell we're going to just, you know, stop it right there. We're going to have to jump back into this one. <laughs> um, and I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember exactly where you were because i'm sitting here just hanging on everywhere you said I was like good lord that's just some good stuff but i know you were talking Thank about you. you sharing your story um the reason why you were st- sharing your story i think if we could try to pick up from there i can make an, a clean edit you know later on and find a way to kind of merge it but um yeah, yeah just continue from there because yeah it, yeah it's just, absolutely you, you insightful thing yeah so it has taken me a while to like share my story like i've decided terrified to like share on a podcast but like I also know um there have been people that in my life like since I've left whose stories have encouraged me or and encouraged me along the path and like reaffirmed that I did the right thing by getting my child and I out of there um you know and you know I do sometimes wonder like you know what would have happened if I didn't go to bible college or if I didn't go to liberty if I hadn't been enmeshed in that kind of complementarian, you know, God hates divorce, um, you know, purity culture kind of lifestyle, like what that would have looked like for me. And, you know, leaving is scary. I'm not going to say it's not. Um, and, you know, I actually like left before, like, you know, it was like, I, I calculated, I think, um, I think, it, I, you know, I was trying to count how many times did I leave him before? Um, you know, maybe three or four times before that, but I'd always back within like a week. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there was like a time when my daughter was very small and he got really angry and screamed in my face to get out. And I left and stayed with a family member for a week, but I went back because, well, this is my child's father. This is my husband. You know, if I just submit a little more, if I'm a little less hormonal, if I'm more this or less that, you know, I can make this work. I can make this work. I can fix this. And that's just, no. It's not, you know, it's not you, you know, and I'm, you know, and like I said, you know, abuse can come from a wife, it can come from a husband, but, you know, I'm especially focusing on women just because it's like evangelical culture. Um, Like, baby girl, it's not you. Like, you are whole and worthy more and more than enough and worthy of love. Like, just by existing, you do not need to do, you know, like you just are worthy in this moment as you are and you are worthy of love and safety and respect. And, you know, that was another thing I heard a lot of. It's like, well, women want love, but men need respect. Like, 
what? <laughs> you know, unpacking it now on the other side of things. I'm like, no, it's not either or. It's both, you know, it's love and respect. Like husbands, yeah, you need love and respect. Wives, you need love and respect. And it doesn't look, it's not a power thing. Like it, the way it's been taught to us and presented to us, it's not a hierarchy. It's like, you know, the light in me sees the light in you. You are my partner. I'm, you know, you know, like we, your teammates, you yeah. know, um, and that that's just not how it was presented, you know, and I have friends who will say, well, no, that must just been your experience. Let me, let me just tell you, there are blog posts out there, wonderful blog bloggers that I followed, even though like I'm not evangelical, they can still speak to that kind of lifestyle and that particular kind of abuse. And yes, like a lot of us heard the same message. Um, and I just, you know, really, it was like scary to share my story like more publicly, but like the thing is, if I can even encourage just one person who maybe has that little voice in the back of their head saying like, something's not right. Something's not right. Something's not right. Just that gut feeling because, you know, we're also told don't trust your heart. Your heart is deceptive and wicked and, and evil above all else. Like, no, like in my opinion, like intuition that those gut feelings that is creator, God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it, biological, biologically given for our survival and for our well being. Like, don't ignore that. Um, it's scary to leave. I get that. Um, I get that completely. And it's hard to start over. And I also get that. I, I was a stay-at-home mom when I left. I didn't have my own money. Um, and now I have, like, dug and clawed and my way, like, you know, uh, you know, even though I had a bachelor's and a master's at the time, like, I didn't have a career. I was a stay-at-home mom. And that's another thing is, like, you know, sometimes that is also a pathway, not always. Let me tell you, I do know some families where one parent works outside the home, one parent stays home and raises kids and they're healthy, they're happy, like it's a great marriage, like cool. And that's not the people who I'm speaking to. The people I'm speaking to are like the ones who it's like the partner, particularly the male partner's like, no, nah, just stay home, raise the kids. This is like the highest calling. And meanwhile, it's just a, an excuse to financially control and abuse that other person and to try to keep them from leaving um but the great thing is there's so much more awareness now um you know if it's okay with you i'm just going to share the information for the domestic national domestic violence hotline um absolutely their, yeah their phone number is 1-800-799-7233 uh they also have a website which is just the hotline.org you can chat through their website and they also have a text line. Um, the number for their text line is 88788 and you just text the word start and they have volunteers who will talk to you. And, you know, you know, I, I called them probably three or four times before I was really like, wow, I'm not crazy. This isn't me. Um, you know, and they, there's so many resources, uh, you know, shelters, nonprofits uh, that can, that can, that will come alongside you. Um, you know, there was one, I can remember when we were still going through family court, there was a local organization that, that just had court advocates that would just talk to you before you had to go into family court. And they would just sit in the, the gallery while you're there. And just having that person who believed you you know, just sitting there for you. Like, that's huge. Um, there's financial resources. There's shelter resources. There are even organizations, and I will totally, like, if you want me to put these in a Word document, I totally will and send them so we can post them. There are organizations that will foster your dog if you need to, um, because sometimes that's a barrier to leaving. It's like, well, I don't want to leave my pet behind, which totally respect that. I'm a huge animal lover. I have a dog and a cat. Um, and then, you know, thankfully I had a family member who could take in my dog when I did leave my former husband. So like, you know, so that, you know, he could stay with me, you know, eventually passed. Um, you know, there are so many options. There's so many people who are ready and willing to help or just to listen. If you just need to listen, because I've also had, you know, a couple of friends talk to me about their experiences and like, you know, I would have had no idea, you know, and I, 
And, you know, sometimes you just, they just need to talk. They just need someone who listens to them and believes them because that's a huge thing because, you know, even dealing with law enforcement in our situation, sometimes, you know, abusers can be extremely charming. I mean, that's how we get with them, right? They seem kind and funny, you know, like they can put on a show like nobody else. And, you know, if you're left with anxiety or PTSD or any of the other things and you're not at your highest, you know, mental state, which is completely understandable after going through all of that, you know what I mean? People be like, oh, yeah, she is crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. Like, why would they? No, there's no way that person would ever say this or do that. You know, I remember I remember I had a member of law enforcement tell me ask me, well, like, you know, does he, well, 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 does he, does he put his hands on you? Does he hit you? I said, well, he, he doesn't punch. He doesn't hit me. He, he pushes me, you know, like, you know, which, you know, shouldn't be even doing that. Okay. That's still, and like, well, no, like, but he doesn't like punch you though. And that came from a female member of law enforcement. And, you know, I can remember being told, well, if you share your story, and he gets punished, your child's going to lose her health in turn. Like, so, you know, be, be aware that, you know, and I'm saying there are also, I've also met really great members of law enforcement too in this situation, I, you know, but be aware that there are those who will also victim blame and gaslight you. And it doesn't mean you've done anything wrong by telling your story or asking for help. That's a them problem. You know, who knows what's going on behind their closed doors? Do you know what I mean? Um, It's just, it's, you know, it's okay to reach out for help. It's more than okay. Like, please do. No one should have to live this way. Nobody. You shouldn't have to wait until your afterlife to feel safe or loved or, you know, like, no, you deserve love and safety right now. In this movement, right. in this moment. Um, so, yeah, that's why I wanted to share my story, because I know there are other people who can relate um, inside and outside of the church. And, you know, just I really, especially inside of the church, just want to reach those people who are staying because they feel like God is going to be angry. Like, nah, damn. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. You are love. You are loved. You came from love. No. Like. This is, yeah, you deserve love and safety and happiness and peace. So, yeah, that's my, that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Holly, <laughs> I wasn't, I, I didn't know what to expect. Again, we talked a little bit. We talked briefly. And I knew some of the things that you were going to talk about. But, like, first off, you made my job extremely easy because I didn't have to say a goddamn thing, first and <laughs> foremost. And second of all. And second of all, um, the passion behind what you're saying and, you know, and and your advocacy and your willingness to fight for yourself and for your child and for your animals, just to make sure that y'all are okay, Mm -hmm. is something that is a necessity, but should not be a necessity. Right, and right, right. I, I, you know, and when I and and I know you understand what I mean by that when I say that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you were put in a situation you should have never been in in the first place, and mm-hmm. that's not on you mm-hmm. because, like you said, you fell for a charming person who did not give you any of those traits. Yeah, y'all might have argued anything like that, but it ramped up after you guys were committed, mm-hmm. and then you were failed again. Like, um, there's another um, episode that's going to be um, released tomorrow. Um, by the time that yours comes up, it'll be a couple weeks afterwards, whatever. But, um, Erica shared her experience and how she was, uh, assaulted and, mm-hmm. and went through things. And she actually spoke to LUPD about it mm-hmm. and they sat there and tried to either convince her that she was wrong or mm-hmm. try to make it seem like it was her fault. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, why is it that you, we are so caught up in protecting the men in this situation right. instead of the, the victim. The one that is abused here. Why are we not going above and beyond to make sure that they are safe, even in conversation with you, Mm -hmm. instead of just protecting this person and saying, well, we don't want to go through that. The fact that you just said that 
your child is going to lose their health insurance. Fuck health insurance. Are you kidding me? Like compared to everything else that's going on, her health is more important than that health insurance. Like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy how people will go to, you know, like unimaginable links to try and justify staying in a toxic, destructive relationship of mm-hmm. any kind. I don't get it. And they keep saying, well, once you get married, that's it. No, it's not. And some of these prominent leaders who, you know, were in the faith, were getting divorces too. So if y'all aren't saying, if you're not keeping that same energy for these people doing stuff, don't do it for the unknowns for little old me or these people here. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just uncalled for. It's extremely frustrating. And like, I mean, that's the thing that kind of, you know, it it gets to me um, as a person who it was, you know, abused as a child, the majority of my childhood, I was abused. And um, like, I'm speaking out a lot more about it now. Um, not trying, like, I love my parents. I'm in non-contact with them at this point because we've just reached a point to where it's just not working anymore. And, um, and I know my dad listens to the podcast because him and I, (laughs) we've had some issues, um, and we've had it out and, you know, part of it sparked from him listening to an episode in the podcast. Um, he was not the majority, you know, he was not the person that did the majority of the abuse, but there were moments It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of, but I see and I notice and I hear that and it became a generational curse that I had to work extremely hard to break within Mm -hmm. my own parenting. So I did not go that route with my own kids. I had to stop and snap myself out of it because it's just a matter of, I would lose everything. Yeah. The same way that my parents have lost that relationship with me because it comes back. You don't understand. People do not understand how much damage they can do to someone. Mm-hmm. And then if you just start being nice and kind and sweet, like it's just going to go away. No, right. it can come back decades later. And then they remember every fucking thing that has happened. Mm-hmm. You don't know. So if you have an issue, please go get help before you yes. put yourself in a position to where you lose everything. So the yes. same way that the person that is abused needs to go get help. The person that is doing the abusing also needs to go get help. They need to go do something about themselves. And it doesn't mean, oh, you get to stay in the relationship. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, if that person decides, you know, we're done, you need to accept that because you disqualified mm-hmm. yourself from being in that relationship. But you still need to get help because if you're getting angry at a fucking infant right. that is doing absolutely nothing but existing, all they can do, if they don't want to eat something, they're not going to eat it. You're going to hold their head up. And I'm not just speaking about your... I'm trying not to speak about your experience individually, but it's just an example. But you're going to try to force feed a child that cannot, like, it's just not going to work. It's not, it's just, it's uncalled for. Yes. If your anger will bring you to a position to where that's where you're going to go with someone who cannot defend themselves, even if they can't. The fact that the you think the solution is going to be to harm someone instead of communicating in a kind way. Okay, you don't want to eat this. What else do you want? Nothing. Okay, maybe we'll come back later. Maybe we'll do this. Right, right, if right. If you can't reach that point and you think you need to go from zero to 100, walk away. Walk away from everything. Mm-hmm. Get yourself some help so that yeah. your family does not become a casualty based on your anger and wrath. And I'm speaking to myself because sometimes my temper gets the best of me too. And my family deserves better. And I've had to go to therapy. I've had to put myself in a position where I have to get help. If it's worth it, you do it. If not, walk the fuck away. Go completely away because you're going to put yourself in a position to where it's just going to be bad for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's mm, yeah. yeah, it's just... Uh, again, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm like 110% like a proponent of therapy. Like even if your life is going good and you're like, ah, eh, maybe mm-hmm. a small thing happened to me or I'm generally happy. No, go get yourself a therapist. Like the world is a lot as a whole. Can we just say that? Like, holy cow, global pandemic, pandemic war. To, therapy is good for everybody. And, you mm-hmm. know. I was listening to one of your recent episodes and something that your guest said just like oh, got to my heart and it just like made me feel so much better because, you know, even now, like while I recognize like the wrongness of um, my former spouse's actions and that it wasn't my fault, I do have that tendency to compare pair like, well, at least he didn't, you know do this to me or, oh man, look at what this person's going through. Like, no, 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 no. Abuse is abuse. 
trauma is trauma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like none of us, it's, it's not, it's not a comparison game. It, it It's just not, you know what I mean? Right. And, and like my experience might be different from, you know, the person on my rights experience or, you know, or maybe the person left, but there's no worse or better. Like it, it just is, you know what I mean? So I also want to encourage people like, you might be like, well, you know, you might be listening and thinking, well, okay, well, you know, my spouse has never put their hands on me and, you know, okay, they could still be totally messing with your mind and your mm-hmm. sanity. That's still abuse and you still don't deserve that. So right. just w- like to throw that yeah. out there too. <laughs> yeah, no, that and that's good. That's important. Again, no one deserves that. You deserve love. You deserve safety. And that's a big reason as to why I even started this in the first place. The reason why I started the podcast was after I heard that there was another organization being formed by the people that ran and operated the cult that I was in. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. enough is enough. I need to share my own experience. And though, even mm-hmm. though my experience isn't the same as someone else's, it was still an abusive situation. It was mm-hmm. still a, you know, manipulative um, gaslighting situation that, you know, I mean, they were sitting there they convinced me to stay because if I left, I was out of the will of God, but I was sitting here being berated for things over and over again. We are being put in um, conditions that were not, they they were not great conditions at all. You had to sit here and remodel an old hotel with God knows what flying in the atmosphere, no safety protection or anything like that up until like midnight, early in the morning at eight o'clock running, you have a lunch break going back and doing this stuff, having to do all these things. Didn't have the necessary permits to do it, but that's what we were doing. And they, mm-hmm. they, they did it for years. And <clears throat> and for people to sit here and defend it, well, it wasn't that bad. We went on cruises. We got scholarship. We did all that. Mm-hmm. We were fucking manipulated and gaslit for years. Right. The stories that have not came out about this organization yet still mm-hmm. need to come out. And I'm hoping that my, you know, um, that people in that organization do come forward and share their own experiences. Cause a lot of them that happens here were very bad. And that's just like 20 of the people that were in the organization. There were hundreds of us. So when I found out they were starting another organization, they never owned up to apologize or accepted accountability for any of the shit that they did. Right. Like, okay, now it's time to speak against them and speak out about them. And uh, it's, you know, it's had some interesting results. But, you know, the thing that's been frustrating is, you know, you still have people in that community were sitting there upset at the fact that we were calling them out, upset at the fact that we were calling them right. out, upset at the fact that we were sitting there speaking about all this negative stuff. They were like, you need to focus on the positive. You need to <gasps> let that go. That happened 15 yeah. years ago. And I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Because trauma has an expiration date because right. this, it has a time limit. Mm. So because it happened 15 years ago, I'm not allowed to feel the way that I do. When I deconstructed in 2020, everything, it was like the fucking floodgates were mm-hmm. blowing the minute I opened that door because I was just like, all right, it's time to challenge any and everything. And I did. And I have no, I have no regrets about it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But the frustrating thing has been is the communities that I've been a part of that have treated me as if I have this letter, the scarlet letter on, on me mm-hmm. or shit, because I'm willing to step forward and admit things that, you know, have gone on, you know, while I was in the organization, I've been shot, right. excommunicated, I've been blocked, I've been unfriended. Some of them, I've told them to do. I was like, look, you probably need to go ahead and unfriend or block me because if you don't, you're going to regret having me as a friend because I'm going to light you to fuck up. I just, I'm just right. over the way that you are towards people. So I'm just going to let you have it. Every time I see you, it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. they've had to unfriend me. They've had to block me because it's just like, I'm, I'm just over it. Yep. Um, like we are done. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, I'm not protecting you. I'm not, I'm not sitting here to champion you and make you seem like you're a nice person. You're not. It is what it is. This is what you want. This is what you're going to get. You're going to get all the smokes. Since you want it, you got it. Mm-hmm. But there are, you know, there, there are um, other people kind of in the middle, just like, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to make waves. I just kind of want to leave this close. And I, I'm working towards understanding and accepting that part because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I get why they don't want that because some of them, they might be affected in a way that I don't know of. They might be, mm-hmm. you know, they, they might have had it worse and they, they are doing it to protect themselves from these harmful people. And I get that too. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, you've said it like with therapy, where you think your life is going good, or you think your life is, eh, you know, whatever. It's it's okay to talk to somebody just to make sure you're okay. Because mm-hmm. I mean, again, the people around you are counting on you. 
Um, they love you. They want to make sure that you're safe as well. So, I mean, why wouldn't you take those steps to make sure that you are that way? Exactly. Um, but Holly, I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. But just hearing you know, the, the experience from you went from one school, which was definitely problematic and for sure had cult-like tendencies, to Liberty University, which was for sure problematic with cult-like tendencies. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happened was you ended up with someone from that. And that's another thing. They keep talking about champions for Christ, but they keep yeah. sweeping this under the rug. Because, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. this is your story is not the only one. Eric's oh, yeah. story is not the only one. There's a bunch of them. And yeah. it's just like, we gotta, after a certain point, we got to stop acting like this shit never happened. Oh, yeah. And we need to call it. If you, want, you know, they keep saying if it's Christian, it ought to be better. Well, can mm-hmm. we get to the better part? Because right, right. now you're, 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 not, you're nothing better right. than the people that you're talking to negatively. The only difference is you pray at night. That's literally it. That's it. That's right. the difference. And for the most part, that, that doesn't mean a damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the thing too. And I just hope, um, you know, I know there were the lawsuits going forward against Liberty Mm -hmm. and I know they were being investigated by like the department of education. Um, I like, you know, it's interesting. A couple of things about trauma. If I, I, if I may throw these in too, um, I love how you said trauma does not have an expiration date. Totally. 100% accurate. You might not remember a traumatic event. Like, at the front of your mind, but something can bring it back. Like, you know, like that whole idea of the body keeps the score, the body remembers. Okay. That's totally true. And that's totally valid. And it's never too late to speak out against that. It's never too late to get help for that. And, you know, I see like, like you were talking about a lot of these people that are still defending this organization be like, Oh, well, you know, trying to gaslight you. Yeah. And like, as like, you know, someone who left an abusive marriage, like I, you know, lost friends you know, which thankfully we are back together now and it's great. But for a little while, because like I got kind of toxic because I would just defend my spouse. Like, well, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. What do you mean I should leave him? How dare you? You know? Um, so I totally get that. And, you know, when I saw that they were like, hey, email, if you have a story to share with us. So I was like, huh. It's like one of those like incidents that you kind of bury in your head. I feel like I dated someone at Liberty. We broke up. And I never told the story to anyone at Liberty because I was afraid I would get written up or expelled or whatever. And I was about to graduate in a few months and I didn't want that to happen. And this person came over to my apartment off campus, which was a no-no. How dare you? I don't remember what the fine was for it. I don't know. I was showing someone the fine list in the Liberty way and they're like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, here is like the literal document. Um, And this person came up, came over under the influence and was just really real pushy about some things. I'm like, no dude, we're broken up. You're seeing someone else. Like, no, like, um, and this person like a few weeks beforehand had an incident where I thought they had overdosed. Oh yeah. Which was scary. And you know, like, and again, like self-esteem, not where it should be. Um, at this time in my life. And finally, I like just kept rejecting this person's advances. And they're like, if you keep telling me no, I'm going to go out and do X, Y, Z until my heart stops. So, you know, you can fill in the blanks. Um, You know what I mean? And I just always like for years, I just had that on my plate. Like, like, oh, it was just me. Like, I invited them over. I stopped saying no, whatever. Like, no. No, 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 that's still assault. Like, no. So if anyone at Liberty otherwise has found themselves in that situation, because I know a lot of that was coming out about Liberty and that these girls yeah. were getting written up and punished because like, well, you shouldn't have been at that party. Well, you should not have drank alcohol. No, that's not how this works. You should not rape people. Like, that's just, it's just like, why do we have to argue this? Like, why is this even a discussion? You know, so if, you know, people at Liberty or wherever still have stories like that, come forward. You know, it wasn't your fault. Please. Cause mm-hmm. it, seriously, like, I mean, that stuff right there, if you don't do this, I'm, I'm going to do this to myself, whatever. Like, I mean, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, that's bad. Like, I mean, yep. it's bad no matter how you got to, you know, mm-hmm. to do it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, if, 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 if your game ain't tight enough, you know, to where you can do it consensually then your game needs to, you know, you gotta, you gotta chill. You gotta, you just gotta, mm-mm. it's just mm-hmm. no. But the thing that again, infuriates me more than anything is that you have a person who then tries to come forward and tell a story 
And they are the ones that get penalized. Oh, well, you shouldn't have done X, Y, Z. Okay, what about this here? Are you justifying what they're doing? Are you going to say something to them? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, are we, am I missing something here? Why is Mm -hmm. it, again, the the issue of the woman? Why is it that they keep putting things on women to be modest and put it on them to not be a stumbling block and everything like that? And men get a Mm -hmm. free pass. Yeah, I'm a guy. I'm just saying, we're trash. We are. We literally (laughs) are. We do stupid shit and we keep trying to, you know, Find ways to sweep, you know, it under a rug or push the blame on someone else. We need to be held accountable for the shit that we do. Mm-hmm. We do. We just do. But there's mm-hmm. just so many people who are sitting here willing to make excuses for what these people are doing mm-hmm. rather than going after, you know, like and making sure the other person that they're, you know, they are affecting are okay. And that's a big thing too. So it's just like, you know, if, if it's in situation to where this person is, you know, like abusing someone, address that person, go after that person. Mm -hmm. We got to stop putting, you know, this person on a pedestal and just be like, Oh, well they would never do that. Anything. You're, you're not, you are not a safe person to be around. Exactly. It's like you you are a part of the problem now. Exactly. Yeah. And if that's what you're going to be, that's fine. You've identified yourself and now Mm -hmm. we know we don't come to you anymore. Right. Even with the situation with the person that took you off uh, for coffee. And I'm glad I just I'm glad I just remembered that because so many people in a lot of these groups that I'm in talk about coffee dates. Well, hey, let's go out for coffee. And that is now code for we're going to shame the shit out of you in this. Yes. Oh, my my friends that are no longer in in church and you have friends and they want to go out for coffee. Sure. Mm -hmm. Tell them to go out and coffee at a bar. Right. Tell them to go to the bar. Go to a different place where it's not that because, again, what they're trying to do is to try to hear what you're saying and then tell you how you're wrong, whether exactly. it sounds nice, whether it sounds funny. Like, I mean, it's just no. Or mm-hmm. and this is another one that's really important. Sure, we can go to this one, but you won't say a damn word. You'll let me say if you want to hear my story. You will listen. What you will not do is talk, because if you feel like you have to open your mouth to tell me how you feel about what's going on inside of me, mm-hmm. then I don't want to have anything to do with you. I right. mean, the proselytization. And, and someone's inbox is, you know, it's insane. Like, it's, uh, I don't want to say that word, but I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's bizarre. Because yeah. you'll have people that will try to come into the inbox and try to witness to you. And that, that's my favorite thing. Like, I've told people, my inbox is off limits. Like, if we're, if we're not close enough to mm-hmm. where a conversation in private, it, you know, is, it, it would warrant, you know, anything for me to kind of think, then I don't want you in my inbox. A matter of, like, right. if you haven't reached my circle Right. And you want to know what's going on with me and my life and everything like that? Ask it on the outside because you're not going to get that access to the inside or whatever. Because um, I've had people to where it's like they start saying something. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. It's like, what? Good and what? I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, I know you didn't say anything because I'm stopping you. I'm preventing you from saying right. something. Right. And right. it's just like, I don't want to have anything to do with what you're trying to do here. It was like, I mean, I get it. And, it, and, and look, and so many people have done this now. That's why I'm just like, you're wasting your time. They have said the following thing. <clears throat> I understand what you're going through. Believe it or not, I went through it too. I questioned everything and I was going through a rough time. I didn't know whether or not I wanted to be with God, but then things became clear to me and I realized I couldn't do anything without him. So I made the decision to stay. Cool. Uh, What does that have to do with me? Right. Why are you talking to me about your story? I didn't ask you about your story. I didn't ask for you about your return back to Christ because you walked away. That has nothing to do with my life personally. Right. You don't understand. Do you, do you know how many times I have walked away and returned? Do you know how many times I stopped praying, that I stopped caring, I stopped thinking mm-hmm. about all these things? Have, have you understood everything that's happened on in my life? No. All you see is on the outside surfer that I keep talking about now because I've given people access to that part of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling everything, you know, I'm not telling you everything about me, but understand and know and trust that this was not something that just happened the other day. This is something that was on my mind and on my heart for years, close to a decade at the point to where I decided I was going to walk away. My mind started changing in 2013. So the thing is, you and I were still in Lynchburg. We were in like we were in Lynchburg around the same time. Yep. We just never knew each other. If right. you were still connected with Liberty, I was on um I was on a ministry team. I was on LU Praise, a gospel choir. Oh my so gosh, I, I was probably on like saw you on stage and just like You probably did. You know what I if mean? If you look, if you did yeah, if you did Coffee House, though, like, I mean, if you ever attended a Coffee House, yes. I was a part of, but do you remember, okay, do you remember the Carol of the Bed Intruder video? Yes. 
You remember the one that went viral? Go back and look at the black guy in that video and see who he looks like. I'll oh give you a hint. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> in that video. So it doesn't matter if I, we were there around the same time. But, you know, and uh, <laughs> the only reason, um, why am I sharing that right now? No. Um, <laughs> shit, I was, there was a point there. I got to figure out how to go back to it. Um, to the proselytization and the stuff about my life yeah. and everything. Um, there was just, you know, in 2013, that's what it was. In 2013, when same-sex marriage became official, when it became legal, and they struck down everything that said that it was unconstitutional, mm-hmm. um, the ban was unconstitutional in itself. Right. I remember putting out a post um, when it when it happened, just expressing because I mean, a few months prior, I was not this way. I was kind of standing up for Chick Fil A and how Dan, you know, Dan Kathy was talking about you know marriage between a man and a woman he was speaking about his own marriage but still it was very inflammatory and it was very hurtful to the lgbti uh q uh sorry lgbtqia plus community mm-hmm. and he never corrected himself for it never went mm-hmm. back and said anything about it and i'm sitting here defending it and i realized i hurt some people in the process and mm-hmm. i understand now but i understood back then that you know what they should have the right to do what they choose to do when it comes to you know deciding who they are with and who they love so with that in mind, mm-hmm. my mind started turning right there. That's a good nine years ago. There mm-hmm. was just a point in time where things just started making sense where it's like, you know what? It's time to start shifting how I believe. It's time mm-hmm. to start shifting what I'm thinking and how I feel because if it's something that does not concern me and it's right. not something that interferes with my own way of life, then I need to step out of the way and stop trying to sit here and argue against this person and, you know, and say that I support their decision, whether or not I agree with it or not, to be able to do whatever it is they want to do. And from there, it changed from it's no longer about me, you know, agreeing or disagreeing, because first off, it's no one cares. But at the end of the day, it's a support because you should have every right and privilege that someone like myself, because I'm in an interracial marriage myself, and that wouldn't have been a thing back in the day. I've shared it on multiple episodes right. Um, I think it was 1967. I think my so. mother would have been three. Yeah, mm-hmm. my mother was three, and my dad would have been, I think, seven mm-hmm. at that point. So it happened after they were born. Mm-hmm. It's not that far, you know. It's not yeah. that long ago. That yeah. marriage, you know, would have been, you know, it, it would have been allowed. Like with your parents, that wouldn't have been a thing. And um, mm-hmm. it's just, it's crazy. That people keep trying to say this stuff is, you know, a thing in the past, but it's not. Yeah. It really isn't. It really so isn't. So when we're looking at these, it really isn't. Um, with Roe v. Wade, yeah, it happened before we were born, but it mm-hmm. got overturned after 50 years. Uh-huh. It's insane. Mm-hmm. But for people saying, well, that would never happen. Okay, well, it's happened with this. Now you have to make sure the same-sex marriage is protected. Now you have to make sure that interracial marriage is protected. Yeah, Because there are states that are against that. And a lot of people, I'm not even sure how we got here. Somehow I always get back to the political stuff. But um <laughs> When people try to say, well, yeah, it goes back to the states. The states get to decide. First off, the state shouldn't have a decision as to whether or not the person I love is someone I can be with, someone I can be married to, whether or not mm-hmm. we can have contraception when we're having sex. They shouldn't have the right to give you know, their decision on what I do in the bedroom with who I do it with in the bedroom. They should not have that ability. Right. So turning it back over to a state that has a bigoted mindset is a stupid idea. It mm-hmm. should have stayed federally. It should have stayed Exactly. Um, nationwide. It really should have. So exactly. it's extremely frustrating. So mm-hmm. to see where I am now and to see where I was in 2013 and to see how it's come this way, right. it, it's taken time. It's just really funny, though, because people, again, try to come to my inbox. Man, what happened to you? You were always like this and all like that. No, I wasn't that way. I was very silent about it because mm-hmm. being a leftist in the church in a worship ministry, in a mega church, mm-hmm. is usually not a good thing. Especially exactly. not in conservative talking. Exactly. So it's just a matter of, yeah, I was quiet. It was never about me being on the same side of you because for the most part, I wasn't. Right. When Obama was reelected the second time, I voted for him and I was mm-hmm. on Liberty's campus. I was there when um, they were um, hosting a you know, like a voting recap party to show like what states, you know, the contenders won. And when Romney won a state, they erupted. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at my now wife and a good friend of mine who was on a, you praise with me too. I'm looking at both of them. Like, 
they're not going to be happy at the end of the night. Right. <laughs> we left. Right. He walked out after that. You know, we just came in for the free food, and then we went home. <laughs> but I'm laughing because then he yeah. you know, Obama won and got reelected, and they weren't as they weren't as upbeat and chirpy and happy and everything like that. The next day, I stepped foot on campus. I'm like, yeah, I told y'all. Like I told you, it wasn't going to end the way you wanted to. Now, how are you feeling? Are you mm-hmm. are you still the same way? Are you still right. that you know? Are you still that nice, happy, positive person? Or are you a bigoted individual who is right. not understanding why this was a necessity? This is a necessity for society to evolve and get better, or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. just like those are reasons where I'm just like I don't want anything to do with the church anymore. So when people try I to come at you. me and try to witness me, and you know they they try their best to try to um, tell me things I already know, right? Right, right, as right. If this is the I've ever heard it. But like, guys, I get it. You you have a job to do because you feel like somewhere in your mind, the word of God told you that it's your job to be in my business and to make mm-hmm. sure that I don't go to hell. Right. And if you don't come talk to me, um, then I'm just going to go to hell. But understand this. You're good. I've had this conversation with people that were in my wedding mm-hmm. that I don't agree with. I've mm-hmm. had this conversation with people that were in my inner circle that I no longer talk to. I've had a uh, conversation with other people that were in my inner circle that I stopped talking to, that I talk to now, who is a godparent to one of my children, because we've had to talk it out. We've had to talk through this and process it. And -hmm. it took time for him to get to where I am. And I'm not saying that he was trying to catch me. It's just a matter of we are like, we've never been this close and locked in on what we believe with one another, but it took him to get through his own journey. Him and I have had these hard conversations too. So if I've had this conversation with one, two, three, four people, I don't need it from another 50 people in my inbox. I'm good. Right, I'm good. right, 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 right. I'm right, done right, with right. the inbox. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Right. They're I'm like, done. maybe if we just had one more, just one more, you know, like, it's like, no. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And that, like something you brought up and I was just like, like, listening to everything you were saying, you were talking about like the coffee dates and it's like, really, like, we are here to convert you. We are here to bring you back into the fold. Like, unless... Okay, like we can we can apply this to both like spiritual trauma and then just like trauma of any other trauma. Unless you were there to listen to learn, to learn, genuinely learn, just then just sit down. Take a seat. You are not invited to this conversation. If you were there to listen right. to argue or to try to convince or change, like no. No, 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 no. No. When it comes to trauma, no. Get the fuck out of here with that. Like, no, just okay. Also, you brought up Chick-fil-A, and I'm so glad you did. I was having this conversation <laughs> with my friend the other day because I had a layover coming back from a training I was doing, and I was like, oh God, I just want a milkshake. There's a Chick-fil-A. And like I used to have their cookies and cream milkshakes all the time, but I'm like, nope, Holly, you were trying to, you know be you know just like choose better you know and I'm just like I just want a milkshake and I was like let me hit up this Arby's and try their milkshakes so friends if you are looking for a substitute to the Chick-fil-a milkshakes let me tell you Arby's has you covered I'm just throwing that out there the chocolate milkshake sometimes you just need that hit just throwing that out there there are other options and you can keep your morals and you know not be a hypocrite so just throwing that out there (laughs) absolutely Absolutely, uh, um, and, and Arby's is Arby's is sneaky good. That that shit came out of nowhere. Right, I was like, I was like wait, Arby's you actually have good. Like, where did this one come from? Right, I'm like, that is a glow up. That is a glow up right there. Um, and then too, like, just you know, kind of like thinking about liberty and things. Like, you know, liberty says they want to listen and do better. Mm, I don't, I don't buy it. Like, for liberty to do better. In case there is anyone from Liberty listening and like maybe I should like give a shit. Um you, like <laughs> you know, until they are truly willing to take full ownership, not half, not a quarter, not an eighth, not oh I'm owning this, but no 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 no. Just like I own this. We did this. We perpetuated this. Like until that happens, you're not gonna get better. You know, like you were talking about the whole, if it's Christian, it should be better. Well, if they want to know how to get better, that is that is step one. Ownership mm-hmm. over all of this. And like, you know, even me as like a Liberty student and the, like the things that I went through, I had to sit back and be like, man, I was part of the problem too because I wor- stayed there and I worked there. And how can I go- do better mm-hmm. going forward? You know what I mean? 
Um, and that's something that I think about too. And how can I be a better ally? How can I be better support? Um, you know, that's something I reflect on too. And so that was also another motivation where I'm like, let me share my story. Maybe I can help someone get out of this lifestyle too. Like this, just this, you know, this, you know, and, and get to safety. Um, so that was a thought too, that I had and like, yeah. And you know what? Our stories are our own too. So like, you know, nobody's entitled to my story. Nobody's entitled to your story. I'm like, there are even more like details I could share with people, but it's just like, I'm not trying to focus on all the nitty gritty details here. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, even like years later, it's still hard to talk about, you know? And it's just, um, yeah, like our stories are our own. And if someone who has been through trauma is sharing their story, like people need to know that that is like a privilege. That is an immense privilege. Like, because to share your story, to get to the place where you first can recognize the trauma that you went through and identify it as trauma, and then to be able to share it with another living soul, that's a, that's a process. And unless you've gone through that, you don't, realize that so for people who haven't just so you know like if someone who's been through trauma is opening up to you that is a privilege that you should not take lightly like like don't fuck it up guys like just yeah that's (laughs) that's my thought on that yeah yeah absolutely and you protect that person at all costs because exactly. they just shared something that was precious. That was a that was a moment in a story where you really have to make sure you are taking care of that person because mm-hmm. they are trusting you with something that is really hard to talk about because mm-hmm. other people have been there to say, well, what you experienced wasn't that bad. Oh, things were worse. Or like mm-hmm. I said, in instances similar to what I've gone through, focus on the positive. Right. Just do this. This is definitely a better way. Like, I mean... It, please do this instead of that. And it's just like, you you really have no idea mm-hmm. how much damage you're doing to a person when you right. start invalidating what they are saying. Exactly. So if an individual opens up to you and they share something with you that they wouldn't share with someone else, mm-hmm. you do everything in your power to make sure you can be there for that person. Exactly. And I'm not saying that you have to completely, you know, drop everything and invest everything you can into that person. There are limits. Right. And sometimes right, you're right. not going to be able to be there. Right. And it's okay to let them know that too. Right. It's okay to let them know, Hey, Absolutely. I want to be here for you. I just don't know if I'm equipped to be able to do so, but understand this. I hear you. I stand beside you. I validate what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You are love. You are respected. And I will make sure if there's anything I can do with my own, you know, with, with the limitations that I have, of if course, anything of I can course. ever do to, you know, to make sure you're okay, I will do so. Right. What you don't want, <laughs> what, what we, what you, what we don't want when we're sharing things, mm-hmm. we don't want to be forced to talk about something. Like exactly. if I'm going through something and I'm having a moment where it's just things are really hard for me, what doesn't help is when someone says, well, talk to me. I don't want to talk right now. Right. Come on. I mean, it's okay. Like, I mean, you got to talk to somebody. Fine. What do you want me to share? Like what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. Not much. Don't lie to me. Don't see right there. That right there. Right. Don't lie to me. Right. I told you. I set up boundaries and said, I don't want to talk right now. Mm-hmm. You're forcing me to talk. I said that right now, I don't have anything to share. Nothing's going on. Now you're calling me a liar. Right. You are now adding to that trauma. Mm-hmm. It's as if someone put a knife inside of you and this individual who you thought you could trust to kind of heal you, whatever, they are pushing that knife in. And what's worse, mm-hmm. trying to fix it by taking the knife out. Right. And if you know, like if there's something that's ever, you know, inserted inside of you. Right. It's just until like you get the care that you need. Right. Exactly. Until you get the care that you need, you're supposed to let that wound, you know, you're supposed to let that thing stay in there. Because right. if you try to take it out, that's going to cause more damage yep. than what you're expecting. So to yep. the individuals who try to break down the boundaries that are being set up, if they say, I don't want to talk right now, respect that. Because if you try to pry it out of them, you're ripping out the knife and now you're causing more damage. And, yes. you know, I've lost friends over that. I've been mm-hmm. gaslit on that. Like, right. well, I mean, I don't understand why you're ignoring me. Well, the reason why I'm ignoring you is because when I told you I didn't want to talk, you tried to force me to talk. And now I don't feel like you're a safe person anymore. Right. And now the people won't talk to me because now they're sitting there saying, oh, you know, I'm gas, you know, I'm gaslighting them. I'm like, 
the fuck? How did this become right? like, about what? you? How, right? All of a sudden, how did that become a thing yes. where, like, I'm the one going through something, and now I've hurt your feelings right? because of how you're responding to the boundaries that you knocked down and my response to that. How on earth did me just sitting here existing, and right? I'm just sitting here trying to live, and now you're offended. I didn't right. even say anything it's to you. Like How are you offended the, with me right now? The mental gymnastics that people have to go through sometimes to get to that conclusion. I'm like, what? What? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that would put, like, Simone Biles to shame. Like, you know what I mean? That level of gymnastics. Like, good gosh. Seriously. Like, yeah, it's just, oh, one other thought, too. This is kind of a, if there's any evangelical or just pro-life listeners here, um, a challenge, if you will. Okay, so I would challenge you to consider looking at your definition of pro-life. Because if your definition of pro-life does not include protecting children outside of the womb, people who are leaving abusive situations and in harm's way or people seeking refugee status. If if that's not included in your definition of pro-life, maybe take a moment and think about that and sit with that and reflect mm. on that. I'm just throwing that out there. Someone who used to be very like, who, 10 years ago would have celebrated the, you know, the overturning of Roe v. Wade and who is definitely on the opposite end now. Like, sorry guys. Like I just, I'm like, no, it's not, that is not your choice. That is not your body to make that choice about. Like nobody should have to justify making that choice to you. Like, no, just sit down. (laughs) So just to, you know, maybe you like, you want to disagree with someone getting an abortion. Okay. Same thing as gay marriage. You you don't want to get an abortion, then don't get one. It you know, it's just like those boundaries. And it's like it's just so frustrating because people want to set up those boundaries or those laws as long as it's protecting their interests and their perspectives. And absolutely that is that's not what we're supposed to be about here in the United States. So last time I checked and you know did a u.s history class so yeah just food for thought yeah absolutely and um and we'll you know we'll we'll come to an end um you know you know on on that point because i I mean i agree with you it's the worst recruitment tactic that a christian can use Mm -hmm. to tell someone everything they believe in is completely wrong it's Mm -hmm. you know ungodly unlawful xyz fill in the blank all of the shit here mm-hmm. come to us come come become a member of us come be like us it's like you just said you are the worst human being on the planet you ain't shit we don't like you you're stupid you're ugly and you can't read yet come come become a christian right the fuck? no i don't want right? that. What? are you serious Sounds like a Absolutely terrible not. idea this, exactly like like seriously if, th- if this was the person who was recruiting okay so you know um when we were in high school or like in high school, when you have the military, you know, like when you have military recruits come up and they give this speech and everything like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, the Marines basically are always hardcore and they say all this shit. They're spitting at you, cussing at you and everything like that. Become one of us and stuff like right. that. See, that works, even though for some people, the military is a traumatic thing in itself as well. Um, mm-hmm. But they're badasses and they can back it up. And they go and they do some hardcore shit. So it's just a matter of, okay, I want to be a badass too. So you see why they have that mindset and mentality. Again, mm-hmm. that could be traumatic. And I'm not going to sit here and um, stay on that for you know for long. I have a lot of family that's in military. Mm-hmm. And there's no disrespect to the military by any means. But I've heard a lot of stories. And it's just a matter of, you know, some things could be revenge. Yes. You know, and, and that could be said about anything. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at this part right here where they are militant because they have to be. Because they are going to, you know fight wars and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you look at the christian side and they claim to be on that same level we're at a war against against what gay marriage gay people right it the thought of a gay person holding hands with somebody else is enough to make you feel like you have to be at war with that person right the fact that you know a person that's trying to learn about themselves and figure out who they are Mm-hmm. What they identify as that does so much damage that you have to outlaw it, you have to ban it, 
you understand that by doing these things, you're only going to make someone have more of a hunger and desire about it. And they're going to go towards it even more. Yep. And I'm not saying take it away, stop acting that way so that they won't go towards it. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is take your goddamn hands off of someone trying to live and learn about themselves and listen to them. Mm -hmm. Listen to somebody. When I started changing and I mentioned it all the time when I was the manager at McAdoo's, I, I feel like I've mentioned this like three episodes in a row. When I was a manager at McAdoo's, um, I had somebody that I hired and they shared their story of being, you know, um, in a gay relationship. They are gay. They were mm-hmm. in a relationship with uh, with another woman. Mm-hmm. And I listened. I didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. And that's when things started changing. The minute mm. I started hearing this individual, and hearing that this person was someone who just wants to live. They just want to breathe and exist as who they are without someone telling them what they're doing is wrong. And inadvertently, I became that person. And now that's who I am today. Because there isn't a reason to sit here and say that about a person. There isn't a reason for you to sit here and have to fight so hard to say, well, I don't agree with. First off, that's not a thing. Well, I don't believe in, again, not a thing. You don't have to believe in gay marriage, but it's there. It exists. You don't have to believe in homosexuality, but it exists. We're not talking about, I almost said something out loud where if um, my child heard it, they would be devastated. Um, we're we're not talking about the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus or anything like that saying you don't believe in that because if that was the case, that's something no one has actually ever seen. (laughs) But these things are things that you've seen and they are tangible things that actually exist. So for you to say you don't believe in something when it's right in front of your fucking face makes absolutely no sense. So no, what you mean to say is I don't support it, which again, is still something that where it's like, nobody asked you. Right. We're not asking you to support right. it. We're asking you to leave us alone. We're right. asking you to let us live. If you don't like, you know, uh, someone in a gay relationship, don't be in a gay relationship, exactly. but don't sit there and make them feel like they're terrible human beings because what they believe in does not line up with your Bible and old outdated text that mm-hmm. has not been changed. According to all of you, most of you, in over 2,000 years, even though it was written by man, and men never get things wrong, right? Never. I mean, Adam and Eve ever. Planned, right? So if that's the case, if, if the people who found it, you know, or like shaped this world, um, you know, by way of Adam and Eve, if they can mess up, then surely someone writing a text is going to write something that may not necessarily be in what, you know, God actually right. said. Like, I mean, but have we seen I'm... autocorrect? Like, have you seen autocorrect? Like, just saying, just throwing it out there. <laughs> seriously it's just yeah it's just the whole thing is just kind of you know it's funny to me um people are saying these things and it's just like they you know no compassion no understanding they just want people to believe what they're doing but then they want to try to recruit this person to come be a part of this family like guy you're you're doing it all wrong you're going about it the wrong way there's Mm -hmm. no way in hell i want to be associated with you or anybody else like you if we all can't be at the table we can't have an eat, you know, a seat at the table. I don't want to be at the table. Right. I will flip that damn table over, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Christ did in the church, right. before I ever sit at the table with you because you're a narrow-minded bigot. It's just mm-hmm. like I want nothing to do with that. So, <laughs> right, like guess I'm having a picnic <laughs> if there's not enough room for everybody at the table. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Holly, um, yeah. Wow. This is this is really good. Like I said, oh, I was look looking this. forward to it. But I just really had no idea how much I would look forward to. Oh my goodness! I have enjoyed I mean, myself just... so much, and I like so appreciate getting the opportunity to just share and talk. And like, this has been great. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad you did as well. Um, I think a lot of what you shared is needed, and I'm really looking forward to. Please send me um, the you know the all of the uh, links and resources yes. that you have because I'm going to put it in the, um, in the podcast, um, you know, awesome. so that they can see it and they can just click on it and they'll be able to do that. So yeah, y'all please be on the lookout for that. So if you're going through something and you need to talk to someone, please look at the resources that will be available for this episode, because I want to make sure that you have all the access um, that you need, the necessary uh, ability and resources to be able to talk to someone as you're going through what you're going through. Y'all are never alone. You have people. Y'all can reach out to me one way or another. You can reach out to me on Instagram. You can reach out to me on the Facebook page about whatever's going on with your experience. Um, Anything you need, we're here as much as we can be, whatever resources we have. Mm -hmm. Um, But we want to make sure that if you're going through something and there's a way to get out of it, then we will help, you know, like any way that we can to 
to make sure you are able to get out. But um, do not stay in any kind of traumatic situation. No cult, yes. no relationships, yep. nothing. Um, if it's not going to bring you peace and joy, if it's something that is causing you da- uh, damage and health um, mm-hmm. harm, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, walk away from it. It's not right. Working. Right. When you touch the hot burner on a stove, you don't leave your hand there. Common sense, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's not common sense for people who just go ahead and just leave their hand there. It's just a matter of at the end of the day, if if there's a sign that something is, is, is burning you, mm-hmm. don't allow it to burn you over and over again. Right. Find right. ways to get away from it. Find someone that's going to help you. That's all we're saying. Exactly. Find a way. And if there's not a way, you know, if, if there's nothing that's there. We will we'll work on it. Just reach out. Mm-hmm. Do that and we'll be able to try to help you out, you know, with the next step there. Excellent. Yes, totally agree. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. To get updates on new episodes, please subscribe. Do us a favor, share the podcast on social media with your friends, family, and enemies. Leave a rating or review for others to be able to discover the content, whatever you want. We just appreciate your time and energy. Thank you again, and have a good one.